You're listening to the Jersey Hardwood Podcast at moresportsnow.com. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. And today we'll have Jerry Recco, the voice of Rutgers basketball on the show. Jerry will be joining us in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor, LG Insurance. LG Insurance Agency is where we shop seven insurance carriers and you work with a professional agent to help you get the best pricing and value out of your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is a destination for all your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on Jersey Hardwood and joining us with a quick chat is the voice of Rutgers basketball radio play-by-play announcer, Jerry Recco. And Jerry, I know you're busy. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us. My pleasure. What's up, guys? Well, listen, things got real Tuesday night, Jerry. An impressive win versus number 20 Penn State. The rack was alive, and, and it's starting to feel like this team has a real chance to make the tournament. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because there's a long way to go, but they're looking good, Jerry. So far, so good. But yes, there is a very long way to go. What's been impressive about the last two uh, is the fact that they've done it without Geo Baker. And it's been, you know, something that Coach Steve Peichel has talked about from the beginning that, you know, this team has depth and they've got guys and interchangeable parts. And while it may not have looked that way the first four, five, six games of the season, uh, even though they were winning games, you can certainly see it now. And yeah, I mean, you know, there's a long way to go and you're not going to get ahead of yourself. But right now, this is about as good a start as anybody could have envisioned with some real quality wins to their credit they'll be without baker for a while jerry how long can they sustain his loss obviously he's a critical component uh steve and i were talking a moment ago seton hall's gone through the same thing with some injuries uh can we see something similar at rutgers they'll sustain his absence and then they'll be better when he comes back I mean, I th- you know, Matt, I think so. Um, you know, it's a hard question to answer until they play more games, obviously. But the one thing that's been really cool about this team, and it's something that me and my partner Joe Boylan have hit on uh, on the broadcast many times, is you really don't know going into a game who's going to step up and be that go-to player. It's been Miles Johnson more times than not. You've had Caleb McConnell come up huge in Nebraska. He was perfect from the floor, perfect from the free throw line. Ron Harper Jr. capable of going off at any point. You got Montez Mathis, Jacob Young, they really do have a lot of different places to pull from. So while do I think they can win all these games? No, I mean, this league is brutal, but can they continue to play well um, and win some of them? Absolutely. I think I think they've shown that. Hey, listen, I know Geo Baker's very valuable to the team, Jerry, and no disrespect to him, but, you know, Peichel had a lot of minutes to give out. Caleb McConnell, Jacob Young, Montes Mathis, Paul Mulcahy. Um, they're not looking over the shoulders much. He's able to play them more, so it's kind of worked out so far. I know they need Geo back, but, you know, and also Geo struggled towards the end of the season the last two years Maybe him coming back fresh in March will work out well. Well, he may not be playing the last couple of games. His influence uh, and presence is still there. So still very much uh, a part of things. And you're right. I mean, that kind of goes back to what we talked about with the depth. They've got a rotation of nine or ten guys. It's not a rotation like when Coach Peichel started of six or seven. I mean, you don't have to play him 39 minutes. You can get away with 23-24 so that if one of these guys goes down as he has, they can absorb it. Fact of the matter is they're still a much better team with him on the floor than with him out. But he's still around and he's making his presence felt who would have thought that we would have seen this matchup early in the season as two titans quote unquote 
in the Big Ten. This is three versus four. What a battle it'll be Saturday at Illinois. Not an easy task, but Rutgers has shown the road is not as fearful as it once was. Yeah, it is a tough place to play. The place gets loud. They play a crazy style of basketball. They held Purdue to 37 points. Uh, I think it was Sunday night. They just won at Wisconsin, did Illinois. So, yeah, there's nothing easy about this. You're right, though. When the schedule came out, I'm not sure how many people thought this would be a big game. But, you know, as we're just kind of into the, the early stages of this conference play, you know, four or five games in, it is a big, it actually is a pretty big game. I don't love the noon start. I know that's popular in college basketball. Um, but, yeah, it'll be wake up, get ready to play, and let's go uh, do what we can. So, yeah, it'll be a good game. Looking forward to it in Champaign. One of the problems with those early starts is I'm sometimes not wiping last night out of my eyes when they, they either drop the puck or uh, go for an opening tip. So, yeah, those those early starts can yeah. be a little rugged, no doubt. They're early for sure. And think of it this way. In in Champaign, it's 11 a.m. It's not even yeah. noon. So, yeah. I mean, you're basically waking up, you're having a team meal, and you get on the bus and you go play a game. I mean, it's a really quick, quick trip. And what's the uh, what's the environment like there, Jerry, in, in Champaign? You've been there a few times. Is it uh, is it like the, the rack? Does it get as loud, is as electrified as, as what we saw Tuesday night? Is that kind of environment? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's funny. I don't know out of all of these Big Ten schools, and I've been to all of them now, I'm not so sure there are any that are not really loud. Penn State, when the team wasn't very good, um, would be quiet because it wasn't, you know, full. But when it's full, it's loud. Northwestern Mm -hmm. might be, out of all of them, the least intimidating. But now with their new building, that's kind of changed. Illinois is loud. The students are right on top of the players, kind of like uh, other other sites as well. Teams out of nowhere, upsets left and right. I, I don't know if this is the new normal, but I love it. I think it is, Matt. You know, the the thing about it is, you know, whether you're looking at teams in the Big Ten, teams in the America East, the the um, the, the ACC, the Big Twelve, any conference you wanna you wanna name, the NEC, they're all, they're all talented. I mean, I don't care who you are, where you are. I mean, I think we've seen Kentucky lose at home today this year. We see what's going on with North Carolina. Duke lost at home this year uh, to Stephen F. Austin, who's a good team. Uh, it's hard. There's there's I think Wofford won a big game. You look up and down uh, the country, and every and every conference, and you find good teams, and that's just the state of college basketball. It's crazy. You mentioned North Carolina. I, I know you're aware of it. How about uh, how about uh, the coach throwing the entire team under the bus? Yeah, we're terrible yeah. in his in his radio show earlier in the week. Like, yeah, yeah, we're horrible. We can't. Like, what what is he? Come on, man. Called them the least gifted team he's ever had. I believe he wow. recruited them. Yeah, oh, man, he recruited. And I know, I know, he's got a couple of players out, but that's a tough comment to make. And then to have to go look at those kids in the locker room, yeah, that was a rough one. I, I agree with you. I was, I was, uh, I was surprised by that. Strange way to motivate him. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, listen, if they go on a tear and they start winning games, maybe he's right, though. I do think they lost the first game after that, so maybe not. Hey, Jerry, you talked about the guards. Let's talk about Miles Johnson and how he's developing because it's getting really exciting. He looks like he's going to be a dominant player in the Big Ten. He sort of is already. Um, I thought his matchup with Watkins the other night was interesting. He didn't have his best game, but it was efficient. He was, you know, 10 points, five rebounds. Uh, he and the defense did a really good job on Watkins in the second half. But, you know, the thing about Miles that I don't know who knows it and, and who does, but not only is he a really talented player, he's about as nice a kid uh, mm-hmm. as you'll ever come across. He's also incredibly smart. He's an engineering major. He takes his classes really seriously. And then, oh, by the way, he's really good at basketball. Um, 
defensively, he's he's improved. His game offensively has been tremendous. I think there's only one thing that you could say right now negatively about him, and that's just that his free throw shooting hasn't improved. And he's just a really, really good player. It's almost like, you know, if the outside shots aren't falling, just find Miles and he'll get it done inside. Yeah, and he, you know, he had problem with foul trouble, and that seems to have gone away. He's controlled that much better lately as well. Yeah, that's been a big key early on, and I forget which game it was. He, you know, I, I think it might have been the Pittsburgh game where the whistle was not going Rutgers way and he got blown for a couple of uh, fouls early uh, and it really changed the complexion of the game. Um, he's done much better since then. I assume he'll be matched up against Kofi Cockburn. Is that the big matchup in your eyes or what are you looking at? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, you know, I think there's a couple of different ways you could go there, but I certainly think that's a big one because uh, with the way that kid has played and his last game was tremendous as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think, Every game you go into, you're going to look at the, the matchup Miles has. I think the matchup even uh, Ron Harper has in terms of who's defending him. Because the one thing about Harper that we see, you know, he is such an unselfish player. But boy, when you put the ball in his hands, you never know what he's capable of doing. And speaking of him, just quickly, the fact that Pykel put the ball in his hands as the point guard over the final seven, eight minutes the other night at Penn State, I thought told you a lot about his maturity and the way he has progressed as a college basketball player in a very short time. Oh, and by by the way, going 12 from 12 from the yeah. line is huge. And that's been yeah. a big problem, as you know, with Rockers, Jerry. And, and you know, come on, that was huge. And uh, and down the stretch as well, it just put the game away. Well, foul shots win ball games. Someone once told me that over and over and over again. And it's, it's about as true a statement as you will find uh, in basketball because it just doesn't allow the other team to make a run if you're playing from ahead. And once Rutgers got ahead by, I want to say, seven or eight the other night, and guys are specifically Ron was going to the free throw line. It was as if there was just no pushback um, or, or, you know, there was no allowance of the other team to make that run. So, yeah, it's big. And for him to do what he did the other night was pretty impressive. And speaking of development, I like the way Paul Mulcahy's uh, developing as well. And I don't need him to shoot. Look, he's, you know, he's passing the ball. He's running the floor and he looks good. I remember when Steve Peichel told us about the um, the commitment they received from him, and I said, "Oh, what type of you know player are we talking about?" And there were two words that he said, and he has said it over and over since then. Uh, uh, he basically said, "Elite passer." I said, "Wow, okay, that's interesting." He said, "Yeah, you'll be you'll really be impressed by what this kid can do when he's got the basketball in his hands." And we have seen that. I mean, he has had some no look passes. Um, he's he runs the break well. He's just you know you feel pretty good when he's in the game because you feel like he's going to get the ball to the right guy. So, yeah, he's gotten better, and you certainly like what you see out of him so far. What Coach Peichel has done is very impressive, no doubt. The fans have come back out. The rack is a very difficult place to play, and I'm wondering if there's been an additional fire uh, or would put in the fire, if you will, with Greg Schiano coming on in football. I know he's been at games. He was in the student section the other night. Like, How much more juice is there at Rutgers since the announcement of his hiring? Can you feel it in the basketball games? You know, I think there's a lot. I think, first of all, before that all happened, I thought there was um – a real positive feel around the basketball team. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want to make year. it. I, I didn't want to take away from what no, the coach's no, no, been no, able no. to do. I, to me, I mean, I think it all comes full circle. Like the feel around just the campus and the athletic program, I think, was really, really good. Football obviously had a tough season, and then all of a sudden to get that back with Shiano coming back, and then to have him at the rack a couple of times now, I just think you, you know, you wrap it all into one, and there's there's a lot of positivity around that place right now. And you know, the last few games at the rack, even even the game. 
game against Caldwell, which you don't expect much from, the fans still came out yeah. uh, and they have been into it. And right now the team has certainly given them a lot to cheer for. So yeah, I think, I think Rutgers athletics as a whole is on the up and that's been fun to watch. Yeah. I was there Tuesday night. It was as loud as I've ever heard. It's super, it's really exciting. You know, yeah, look, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, Jerry, but um, what do they have to do to get to the tournament in your uh, opinion? What, what, what number do they have to get to? How many wins? What do they have to do in the big 10? Well, uh, you know, I would say uh, it's a, a bunch of people have asked me that, and, and I agree with you, completely getting way ahead of ourselves, um, especially in this. And Michael mentioned that too. Yeah. He's like, I love that you guys are writing about it, but you know what? It doesn't help us win games, man. We got a long haul. Dream, baby. You got to have yeah, dreams. Yeah, but we are, we're dreaming, Jack. Well, I think we're allowed to. I just think he can't allow his players to, you know, be absorbed by it. I don't think they will. Um, but to answer your question, you know, 12 and 3, 3 and 1 in the conference. So you're looking at 16 regular season games left, plus you've got the Big Ten tournament. You know, I really do believe if you win 19 games in this conference and you end up with 10 wins in conference, 11 wins, I think I think that does it. I mean, to me, uh, if they ended up going you know, getting 20 games, that would be going eight and seven, or I guess my math is bad. That would be going eight and eight the rest of the way. Yeah. I mean, I think that probably gets it done, but the talent level on all these teams and the depth is just remarkable. So one game at a time, hopefully it starts again with Illinois on Saturday. Well, Jerry, you got to go. I'm thrilled to have you on and uh, thanks for joining us for uh, Jersey hardwood. And we hope to catch you uh, later in the season. Anytime guys. Thanks. All right, Jerry. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. And that's the voice of Rutgers basketball, Jerry Recco. Matt and I will be right back to wrap it up. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast on moresportsnow.com, sponsored by LG Insurance. Matt, really exciting times at Rutgers, but, you know, exciting times at Seton Hall as well. I mean, let's talk about them real quickly, because, listen, last time, you know, when Rutgers beat them, they were reeling, and there was a thought that they'd be in trouble, and then they haven't lost since. They beat Maryland. Uh, uh, at the Rock, and then they go on. They're they're, they're a tearing through the Big East here, so uh, they're doing well. I have a similar situation where uh, Mamu Kalashvili's out, but there's players stepping up. They're they're moving along, and they're they're going to be fine when he gets back. Well, the good news is that Miles Powell didn't miss too many games, mm-hmm. but in his absence and Mamu Kalashvili's absence, there have been players that have stepped up. Miles Kale has become the player that. Seton Hall thought he could be on a regular basis, inconsistent at the beginning of the year. He's been really solid. Quincy McKnight is an unbelievable defender and leader. Mm-hmm. And Romero Gill. Yeah. Uh, Senior who, coming. I mean, he's yeah. stepping up. Yeah, he had a Big career, high, career high in points. And he and Ike Obiagu in the middle really are a formidable duo. They're rarely on the court together, but they're a formidable duo in terms of protecting the basket. And so Seton Hall has all the necessary ingredients uh, Miles Powell is, without question, the best player they've had in a long, long time. Uh, is certainly going to be an NBA player. And he is a, an embracing player. In other words, he puts his arms out and says, come on, everybody's part of this. The other day, uh, they had a win against Georgetown. And on TV, the, the Fox Sports people brought over uh, Miles Powell. And he insisted that Romero Gill join him. And he said, hey, you know, like, I get it. I know what you guys want. You want the guy who scores points and this and that. But 
this is my man and he had a great night and we got to have him on too. And so that that's infectious. So a lot yes. of good things going for Seton Hall. Uh, it's going to be, a, it, barring an unforeseen turn, injuries would be that this is going to be a very special year. For and Seton look, Hall. You're, you're a good team without Miles Powell. A guy like that, a special player like that makes you a very, very good team. So as long as he's on the court, you know, Seton Hall is a good team. And then you get Mamu Kalashvili back because he's such a dangerous player. And then you're going into the tournament and uh, a very dangerous team with they, everybody on on board. They are. They'll look at people will look at the four losses and, you know, they had some early stumbles. No question. The Rutgers loss doesn't look as bad now as it maybe did then. Well, they but, were reeling at that time. They just dealt with the injury and, you know, going into a tough well, and environment. Then, and then Powell yeah. suffers the concussion yeah. in the game. Yeah. So you're right. But the fact of the matter is they have four losses and people might look at that and say, boy, how good is Seton Hall? Let me tell you something. And I'm prejudiced. I'm a graduate, but they're very, mm-hmm. very good. And they will be very, very dangerous. Now, the biggest challenge, Butler's very good this year. Uh, Villanova's Villanova. But is the Big East down a bit or... It depends on how you look at it. Villanova is not necessarily the national championship team that they were recently. Uh, Seton Hall is very good and Butler's outstanding. They will definitely at this point get a fair amount of bids. Big 10 probably will get the most at this point, Mm. but uh, the Big East is right behind them. And it is a dogfight tooth and nail. But Seton Hall right now, and, and listen, I, I don't want to look past Butler. Seton Hall, though, is is the lead dog, unquestionably. They have so much going for them. They've got experience. They've got a great player. They've got incredible support players. Jared Roden uh, has blossomed. It's a, re- it's a really, really, really good team. It's not just hope uh, and, uh, you know, smoke and, and mirrors. It's a really good team. And for Jersey Hardwood, we can say this: there's some very good basketball, college basketball, going on in New Jersey. This well, not year, not know. just not only those two teams, but really up and down the state, it's it's really been a great start. Yeah, it sure has been. And that'll do it for this edition of Jersey Hardwood on MoreSportsNow.com. I'm Steve Titchener, joined by Matt Lachlan. I'd also like to thank Jerry Recco for joining us as well. Site's called MoreSportsNow.com. Check that out as well. Check us out on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And we'll catch you all next week with plenty more Jersey basketball. Bye-bye.